Hi. 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 I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Barefoot Office, where we breathe and pause and spend time with Jesus. Tonight we're reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 8, from verse 5 to verse 17. And this first time as we read, just see what comes up for you. What sticks out? What do you notice this first time that we read? What do you notice uniquely you? Not what someone else notices, not what is most important, but what do you notice? And on his entry into Capernaum, A centurion approached him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant has been laid low in my house, a paralytic suffering terribly. He says to him, I shall come and heal him. But in reply, the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come in under my roof, but only declare it by a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and to this one I say, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. And hearing this, Jesus marveled and said to those following him, Amen, I tell you, I have found no one in Israel with such faith. Moreover, I tell you that many will come from east and west and will recline at table alongside Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of the heavens, but the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the darkness outside. There will be weeping and grinding of teeth there. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go as you have had faith, so let it come to pass for you. And in that hour the servant was healed. And coming into Peter's house, Jesus saw Peter's mother-in-law laid out and in a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and waited on him. And when evening arrived, they brought to him many who were possessed by demons. And he exorcised the spirits by word, and healed all those who were suffering. Thus was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah when he said, He took away our infirmities and bore away our maladies. What word or phrase stuck out to you? Mine were, laid low in my house, a paralytic suffering terribly, and weeping and grinding of teeth there and took away our infirmities and bore our maladies. That last one, I think, mostly because it's often used about the crucifixion, but it strikes me interesting that here it's used about Jesus doing physical, spiritual works of healing while he was alive, and not about the crucifixion and resurrection at all when Matthew chooses to use these words from Isaiah.
the second time. Where do you see God in this reading? What seems like the spiritual life, the bigger picture? What do you hold as holy in these words? And on Jesus' entry into Capernaum, a centurion approached him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant has been laid low in my house, a paralytic suffering terribly. He says to him, I shall come and heal him. But in reply, the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come in under my roof, but only declare it by a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and to this one I say, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my slave, Do this, and he does it. And hearing this, Jesus marveled and said to those following him, Amen, I tell you, I have found no one in Israel with such faith. Moreover, I tell you that many will come from east and west and will recline at table alongside Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of the heavens. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the darkness outside. There will be weeping and grinding of teeth there. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, as you have had faith, so let it come to pass for you. And in that hour the servant was healed. And coming into Peter's house, Jesus saw Peter's mother-in-law laid out and in a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and waited on him. And when evening arrived, they brought to him many who were possessed by demons. And he exercised the spirits by word and healed all those who were suffering. Thus was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah when he said, He took away our infirmities and bore away our maladies. Where do you see God in these words? For me, I started spinning off and thinking about Jesus marveling at the centurion's faith. The first time we read, I was struck that the centurion has such care for his servant. Been laid low in my house, a paralytic suffering terribly. What use does a centurion, a military person in a foreign country have for a paralytic? And I thought that probably the centurion had the authority, should he have wished it, to simply kill the servant, to leave him on the side of the road, or to put him to death himself. There's a scene in the Outlander TV series where one of Dougal McKenzie's men is gored by a boar and he begs his chief Dougal to kill him quickly to end his suffering and the chief does it it wouldn't defy the ancient imagination for it to be called mercy for this man to kill this paralytic 
Would it have been merciful? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it wouldn't defy the imagination to call it that. And yet, he comes to Jesus. And he says, I want my servant healed. And Jesus says, I have found no such faith in Israel. Now, because the centurion talks about authority, I think I've often heard that the centurion's faith was in authority, simply that Jesus could work the miracle if he so chose, and Jesus does. And that the faith is in believing that Jesus could do it. But I also know that sometimes in the Bible and the Hebrew scriptures and other places, what word is used to translate as faithfulness could also be translated as righteousness, could also be translated as justice. And so I wonder at the word that is translated as faith. It's probably pistis or pistuo or something from the Greek that means pretty simply faith. And even this unusual David Bentley Hart translation doesn't seek to fiddle with that. But for me, I think the real miracle is that this man in authority, in military authority, accustomed to violence and death, wasn't unusual to talk about the Roman Empire as the greatest military might that ever existed for centuries after their fall. This man cared about his servant and wanted him to be healed. And I confess that I've had times in my life where I have been struck like a right hook into my spirit that maybe I don't care to seek the healing of other people around me as much as I should. I am frequently focused on myself, and as I say those words, I think, how often have I prayed for the healing of my oldest son, for the casting out of the anger, the fury, the rage, the tantrums, the explosions, the violence, the hurt that he gives, especially to his sister, but also to his mother and to me. Have I sought to dominate that, to control it, to fix it, to mitigate it, to minimize it? I've done all of those things. But have I prayed for it to be healed? Have I loved him and cared for him enough to do that? Well, I've sought out help in therapy and with his godparents and his grandparents and his mom and many other sources, but... Tonight, I'll beseech my higher power, and maybe even Jesus, 
to heal him. And let that be a miracle of faith in its own right, regardless of what tomorrow brings. This third time as we read, what is God calling you to do or to be? What do you imagine that you could do because you have read and reflected on this passage of holy writing? And on his entry into Capernaum, a centurion approached him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant has been laid low in my house, a paralytic suffering terribly. He says to him, I shall come and heal him. But in reply, the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come in under my roof, but only declare it by a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me, And to this one I say, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. And hearing this, Jesus marveled and said to those following him, Amen, I tell you, I have found no one in Israel with such faith. Moreover, I tell you that many will come from east and west and will recline at table alongside Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of the heavens, but the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the darkness outside. There will be weeping and grinding of teeth there. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, as you have had faith, so let it come to pass for you. And in that hour the servant was healed. And coming into Peter's house, Jesus saw Peter's mother-in-law laid out and in a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and waited on him. And when evening arrived, they brought to him many who were possessed by demons. And he exorcised the spirits by word, and healed all those who were suffering. Thus was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah when he said, He took away our infirmities and bore away our maladies. What is God calling you to do or to be in these words? For me, as I was reading, I forget where I started thinking of it, but I started thinking about what I shared in my recovery group tonight that some of the spiritual abuse, well-meaning, well-intended community formation, spiritual abuse that I received by people who loved me and wanted what they thought was best for me was to say, you have to believe this about God. You have to. This is the way you have to believe. Or else you'll burn in hell for all eternity. But, you know, whatever. And because of that, I began to control my thoughts and my beliefs. I began to control my actions and my experiences so that I wouldn't experience anything that would threaten my thoughts or my beliefs. 
And so I became a person who controlled myself, who developed and built an inner critical voice that causes me to fear other people and authority figures, that causes me to respond to fear in unhealthy ways that makes me react to things in my life as a child would react and not as an adult. And what I heard, although it doesn't come with a roadmap or easy steps or actions or anything, I guess, instructions, What I heard God calling me to do or to be in these words tonight was to let my heart be broken. To let my heart be broken for those who need healing, for those who suffer terribly. Just to let my heart be broken. And while I don't know how to do that, To be open to it, as the third step says, to be willing to turn over your life and will to a higher power is one of the first true adult actions you will make. To be open to having my heart broken is enough. And if my heart breaks for my oldest son or for the wreckage of many things I held dear in my life, for the effects it has on those who love me, just to be open to that heartbreak is enough. the prayer for the seventh Sunday of Easter. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Hope and joy be yours. Hope that there is comfort and joy in the moments when you find it. Because you have the light of God within you. You are the light of the world. And the Father of lights the mother of light, the God of light will send you that comfort to increase the light in the world, which you are always.